you guys and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I hope you're all having an amazing start of your week. Now it's a Saturday. I'm going to set the scene. I just like setting the scene for you guys. I recently got a DM saying every time I listen to your podcast, I feel like you're rushing off to go somewhere or do something. But I actually just want to set the scene for you guys, like what I'm doing, what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. So it feels like an actual like date, like a FaceTime date, like a phone call. I want you to know how I'm feeling, the situation, what time it is. This is my priority. Everything else can wait. This is all that matters right now. And I'm never rushing. Like this is like my favorite time of the week. Now it's a Saturday and it's 8.30. This is like my wild Saturday plans, but that's how I like it. I just ordered takeout and I was watching the Kardashians, the new season, which I have been enjoying. It's just like, it takes my mind off of things, you know? You just look at pretty makeup and pretty outfits. Anything you're dealing with can wait. And that is my favorite type of show because the way the brain works is it doesn't understand the difference between you actually living or experiencing something versus you just like watching it. That's why I don't really like to watch scary movies or even scary commercials. I literally hate them because it just makes me feel like I'm actually experiencing what is happening. So when it comes to like TV shows and movies, I love like an easy, easy movie. Short, preferably. I'm a short movie girl. The shorter, the better. Like give me an hour and a half. If it's a two hour, three hour movie, I'm checked out. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm totally honest with you guys. I like a short movie. I miss those like fun movies we used to watch in high school. Mean Girls and Wild Child. And I actually forced my husband to watch Easy A yesterday with me for the first time he's never watched it, which was like one of the biggest like movies I used to watch in high school. I was obsessed with Easy A. He really liked it. I mean, I love it. I knew so many quotes by heart. I'm starting to convert him to like all those cheesy high school movies that I literally survived on. These movies were everything to us, I feel like, growing up. There was no social media influencers or anything like that. Well, there I did watch YouTubers. I was a big Juicy Star Bethany Mota fan. I was really obsessed with like their DIY videos, their fall lookbooks and all that jazz. I was a big YouTube girl. Yes, I'm having a very wild Saturday night. Just taking it really easy. I was literally blasting my favorite country music playlist before and I can post it if you guys are interested because I have like my top 50 favorite country songs. Country music is my absolute favorite type of music. It just makes me feel good. I always find myself chasing that feeling, chasing that incredible feeling that you feel in your tummy where you're just happy and giddy. And country music really does that to me. Of course, there's like sad country songs, but the happy country songs are incredible. Even the sad ones. I was just listening to Keith Urban's Blue Ain't Your Color, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And you know, it's supposed to be kind of sad, but it's just like, it puts me in the best mood, just blasting it and singing it. And I know this is a very unpopular opinion, especially if my friends are listening from London. I know you guys love house music. Something about blasting like country music and being able to actually sing the lyrics that for me makes all the difference. If I'm going to listen to a song where it's just like just a beat, that doesn't give me soul. That doesn't give me the passion that I need a song to give me. If you're having a bad day, trust me, blast Blue Ain't Your Color by Keith Urban three times and tell me how you feel afterwards and like start singing lyrics. I swear it's a game changer. You're going to have the best day ever. About a week ago, I posted this TikTok and it was like big sister advice, just giving you random little pieces of 
advice that I would give to my younger sister and it did really well and a lot of you guys said that I should film like a podcast Q&A and kind of give you guys some big sister advice. Of course, this is very different person to person, but how I would view certain situations in my life and how I would handle them. I got so many incredible questions literally about everything, sex, work, money, friendships, self-love, manifestation. I'm going to try and answer as many as possible and of course, if you guys are interested and you like that, I can always do a part two or make this like a monthly thing where I answer some questions for you. I got so many questions from you asking how my recovery is going and just you guys love me. You care about me so much. Thank you so much for all your sweet messages and I've read all of them. It's been going amazing and the next episode that I'm going to film is going to be all about my recovery and give you guys the tea. Now that I mentioned tea, I really wish I had a fun drink next to me. I only have water. I usually always make myself like a nice matcha or a tea, but it's okay. Water will do. Let's get straight to it. So I'm just going to look through the questions and start answering random ones that I see first. Okay, this is a good one. Tips for not being codependent and needy in relationships. First off, I feel like we've all been there. We've all been through relationships where we've been a little more needy than we would ideally like to be and that's totally normal. But what I would suggest is go a little bit deeper and start thinking what is being needy and where is it coming from? And more than often, an insecure attachment is behind clinginess in relationships. In situations where I've been in that position where I've been a little more clingy than I would like to, I dug a little bit deeper and I figured out that I felt I was afraid of abandonment. I was afraid of feeling unloved and that can often stem, you know, from childhood, my relationship with my parents. I was the therapist's favorite thing to say, oh, this came from your parent or whatever, but it's not just the parent. I feel like that can also come from you being needy in a previous relationship where you felt, you know, you didn't receive enough attention or love from your significant other. Some of my tips that I would give you that I feel like will help you is number one, put the phone down. If you're constantly checking his Instagram, checking his following and his location, what he's doing at all times, who he's with, texting him and annoying him, I would just say put the phone down. It's doing more harm than good. Trust me. Stay busy. Do things that you really love to do. If you can't think of things you like to do, just do like a little self-care night. You know how I feel about them. Just put on a meditation and a face mask. Watch like old school YouTube videos that you used to be obsessed with and makeup tutorials. Clear out your closet. Do like a major clear out of your closet. Try to keep busy. And of course, the most important step, which I know is easier said than done, you need to build your self-esteem. You need to work on yourself and realize your self-worth. You being needy, you being clingy in a relationship is not going to help you. It's not going to make the relationship any better and I feel like it's only going to harm it. You need to remind yourself your own power and who you are at your core. Guess what? If they decide to walk away, they were never the right fit for you. Okay, next question is how to keep your aura light in a very dark environment. I absolutely love this question. Even when we don't really realize it, we are often in situations where they're not serving us. The energy is like very dark and it usually really hits me after I come back home and my battery is like completely drained and I'm like, oh my god, that was horrible. Dark environment can be anything from a place that you just don't feel safe in or a group of people that really bring a bad side of you or drain you. And what do I always say? Fountains, not drains, you guys. Number one tip, and I think that's the easiest and most effective tip when you're around people who have a dark energy, when you're around people who drain you or you're in a dark environment, is to simply cross your arms. Body language is everything. You crossing your arms signifies and shows to the universe that you do not accept this energy in your aura. It is quick, it's effective, people don't really realize you're doing anything. It's a very, very powerful stance. You just cross your arms and you don't let anything come in your energy. Don't let anything cross from your light energy to dark. 
Another really quick fix technique that I use all the time is I simply breathe very deeply and then I like to visualize clear white golden energy flowing into me and the space around me lighting up my aura just like a fluo light. It's this intense light shines from inside of you and nothing can come past you. You have like a shield, a golden light shield and you need to imagine that and visualize that and absolutely nothing can come past that. It's like you have this golden light protection. So so freshly charged really nice crystals are also a nice way to keep a light bright energy so maybe just carry some of them in your bag just in case how do we make a habit of waking up early every day without hating it don't make any drastic changes you can't wake up every single day at 9 30 and all of a sudden you're like okay i'm gonna start waking up at six every day that is gonna work for like a couple days and then it's just not number one tip is to truly start slowly no drastic changes just start waking up 15 minutes earlier 15 minutes for the first week and then go 30 minutes the next week and then after that do like an hour or two a new habit is only formed if you make it easy for yourself if you make it super hard let's say you want to start meditating and you're like okay i'm going to meditate for like an hour a day it will never work you need to start really easy so it's the same with your sleep start waking up just a little bit earlier every day just like 10 minutes early and trust me, it's only going to get easier. Also, allow yourself to sleep earlier. Don't check your phone. Don't scroll on TikTok. I know that's easier said than done. But sleeping earlier is going to automatically make you wake up earlier. So once you set your alarm clock for just 10 minutes earlier, put the phone on your dresser. Don't put it right next to you. Try and put it a little bit further away. What is your inner voice? Your inner voice that's lazy and doesn't want to succeed and wants to stay in bed all day and do nothing tell you. It tells you to snooze. It tells you to get back to bed. You are better than that you're more disciplined so never hit snooze don't rationalize with yourself because once you start rationalizing you're like oh i could do another 10 minutes no no, no, no. You need to get up. Don't make getting back in bed an option. Okay, now you're out of bed. What's next? You need to make this really, really delicious for yourself. You need to make your morning routine incredible. So now it's time for you to reward yourself. You're going to grab your manifestation journal, ideally mine, <laughs> and then you're going to make yourself a delicious coffee or matcha, whatever you like to drink in the morning. Make a delicious drink for you to drink. You just did something really hard and you're rewarding yourself, which is going to make you do Doing it again tomorrow a lot easier do something that you usually never have time to do or dread to do in the middle of the day for me that is like tidying up my house me doing that really early in the morning is amazing because i just check it off my list and makes waking up earlier a little bit easier because i can check something off my list that i usually don't have time to do or don't really want to do next question is how to feel confident and comfortable during sex i feel like you getting really comfortable when it comes to sex has a lot to do with self-discovery and spending time alone and finding finding out what you're drawn to and what turns you on. Notice how your body responds with different, you know, things, how your body responds with different sources. Just be a little curious. Find out what your body likes, what your body doesn't like. We're raised in a society that tells you sexy is this thing and it's like big boobs, big butt and crazy lingerie. Sexy can be that, but it can also be a hundred different things. Sexy to you might not be sexy to someone else. I don't want you to feel like you need to fit a mold. I don't want you to feel like you need to buy crazy lingerie and be really raunchy and crazy. No, 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 no. It's very personal. I feel like a lot of you are going to agree on this, but especially when I was younger, I used to see it as a performance act almost. I was always like, oh my God, is my back arching in a really sexy way? Is my butt looking really good in my boobs? But I want you to shift from that perspective. I want you to shift from that idea and try and see sex as what it is, which is a pleasurable act. It's a pleasurable experience 
experience and you need to practice it with mindfulness and notice your thoughts notice how your body reacts and really try and bring yourself back to that moment being present promise you you're going to start enjoying sex so much more once you stop viewing it as am i looking hot right now to my partner and as how can i enjoy this trust me this is going to turn him on so much i also feel like communication is such a huge part never be afraid to tell your partner what you're into and what turns you on and you know be direct with them i know it can sound a little bit awkward at first a woman that knows what she wants in bed is so sexy and if you're not there yet which i completely understand use your body language guide him with your hands you know when something's happening and you like something just guide him with your hands i hope my tips helped you um next question is engaged congratulations girl what do you think are the most important things to talk about before marriage like everything <laughs> do feel like any couple can work it out if they have fundamentals that are the same if they have the same beliefs in life it is so important like what does religion mean to you what in your opinion constitutes cheating that is a big one if your partner doesn't believe that cheating is him taking his co-worker out to dinner without telling you then you know there's a big issue there do you want to have children what are your finances really like how are we going to split our finances what is your love language how do you receive love and what is an absolute deal breaker to you stuff like that i feel like really needs to be discussed before marriage just want to be on the same page with someone because you know once you're married you're married and nobody obviously wants to get divorced next question is how do i manifest money into my life once you start realizing that money is energy you can vibrationally align with any energy you want to you have to identify your limiting beliefs about money are you raised in a household where your mom and dad told you money's hard to make it's really difficult to make money money doesn't grow in trees you grew up with those notions you grew up with those ideas as facts because your parents told you them again and again and again really need to work on unwiring those past limiting beliefs about money that took me a long time to do a lot of journaling a lot of manifestation what is keeping you from manifesting your dream amount is those limiting beliefs it's kind of like why the rich are always get richer because they are vibrationally aligned with money and a million other reasons but you know one of them is that their beliefs about money is that money is super easy to make so it just attracts to them so much faster than it would to someone else another tip is start visualizing your wealth as if you've already achieved it one of the things i love to do is i'll go on like net aparte which i like love and i'll add everything i like in my basket i'm like yep i bought it it's mine I, of course i never actually bought it but i think of it i want to i can just click the button and buy them i try and create abundance mindset anything i want i can get okay next question hi what would you say to a person financially dependent on someone else what i'm gonna say to you is if you marry someone for money trust me you're gonna be paying it for the rest of your life staying in a relationship for money and not love can literally have detrimental effects not only on your emotional health but your physical health it can make you sick first of all your self-esteem is completely gone and also what happens in case of a divorce or you know the death of a partner knock on wood financially dependent relationships are detrimental through and through so what i would say to that person is you don't have to stay in that relationship make a plan understand the numbers understand your financial situation right now write down what you're spending in like rent and mortgage and food and education entertainment what do you spend on your gas write down 
everything that you need financially for you to survive and make that budget make that financial plan on what you will need with your long-term financial goals and i know that is easier said than done but get a job you can't get a full-time job get a part-time job just start anywhere it's not going to be your dream position you're not going to get an incredible position in vogue with your like dream team only thing that matters is getting a job that will foster financial independence for you and then eventually you're going to get a better job in the future it's just for you to start work hard and do what you love and never ever rely on a man for anything you are your own boss absolutely nothing is guaranteed in this crazy life but the only thing that is is that you have yourself so make it an incredible place for you to be in advice on losing friends as you get older how many songs how many books how many tv shows have we watched and heard about heartbreak like literally all the time but the pain of losing a friend isn't spoken about as much but it still hurts so freaking much it's different it's a different type of pain losing a friend heartbreak can do that to us it's it's a friendship thing that just hurts so much but the truth is as you get older your friendships and your friend group is only going to get smaller usually when you're young and you're going to college or going out clubbing you have so many friends but as we get older you know we don't have as many but I'm a true believer of quality over quantity. I remember just having thousands of friends messaging me and hitting me up, but those people didn't really care about me. They just wanted to go out and do stuff and go crazy, get drunk. Having that core group, even if it's just like three girls that truly care about you and would drop anything to help you, that is absolutely what matters in this life. It doesn't matter to have the coolest friend group when you walk in a room. It just matters to have your people, your people that speak the same language. Not like literally, but you know what I mean. Your friends that get you. There's a misconception that in this life we need a thousand people to be friends with and you know we see that on social media but it's not true. We just need our core group, our little support system. To acknowledge the loss, the sooner you accept the loss, the easier it's going to be for you to start the healing process. Admitting that and give yourself permission to move forward and create new amazing friendships. I'd love to know how you would handle a hard work environment. Boy, this actually hits home. I haven't even spoken about this in therapy. There's like three things in my life that have happened to me that I'm just like not even ready to talk about them in therapy. And that is one of them. I had an incredibly hard work environment where I was like incredibly depressed and going home crying every day and was treated absolutely horribly by my bosses and colleagues. And I did that mistake. I would take my work home and it would affect my relationship because I was so upset. No matter what, it would affect, you know, my environment. So my number one tip is don't bring that at home. Don't bring your work environment at home. It's the worst thing ever. Leave your work where it belongs. And avoid becoming really emotional when you're dealing with like criticism. Don't take it personal. They're not talking about you. They're talking about your work, which has nothing to do with you. Another tip I would give you is don't do any gossiping or anything with any of the people you work with. Never get drunk with them. My little tip and trick is develop coping mechanisms for when you're having like a really difficult... I used to do social media so my thing is I would put on my headphones because I, I could do that. I was doing a lot of graphic design work as well and I would put on a really good feel good either meditation or podcast and time would just pass by and I would zone everything out, listen to my podcast and do my work. Develop really small but good coping mechanisms and really rely on those to switch the day around and don't do more than what you're paid to do. You're paid to be there you know nine to five and do certain things and tasks. Don't do any more than what you're paid to do. And this is 
if it's a job where you don't see yourself being there for a long time it's just for a couple years until you find something better so you're just there to do your job instead of you know getting promoted etc but work-life balance is everything try and do your best not to bring that you know drama to your house i believe i have time for one more question so i'm gonna answer one more Mm. how to spice up things in a long-term relationship to make it interesting i've been with my husband for about five years now so it has been that long to you know need spicing up but I'm gonna give you some tips. Go back to when you fell in love. Go back to that time where you met your significant other and you were just head over heels about them. You had crazy butterflies. What things did you used to do that you fell in love with? Five of those activities that helped you fall in love in the first place was like cooking or baking every Sunday. Start doing that again. Go back to what made you fall in love with him. If it was rock climbing, go do some of that. If you fell in love going out, go out again and go to a bar and do some tequila shots and dance with them but also try out something new something you've never done before when you try new activities with your partner that increases your attachment to each other that kind of like glues you together and fun fact when you're doing something crazy together for the first time your body is actually releasing chemicals that bonds you together like oxytocin which is the love hormone and dopamine the feel-good hormone do something new also and this is very important never stop making out just make out it doesn't need to be sex just make out people get in relationships and you know they have incredible sex and this and that and they stop making out i just think you should never stop making out with your significant other if you know your partner really likes lingerie do a little lingerie maybe a staycation somewhere at a hotel nearby something that you both really like that you find exciting oh my god there's so many amazing incredible questions right now that i'm reading that i really want to answer but we're running out of time i've been loving answering your questions it's been like one of my favorite episodes i swear it was so easy i felt like i'm literally talking to a friend right now i've had a bit of a difficult day and i'll speak about this a little bit later on but this truly changed my day around and i feel so good right now i'm gonna continue blasting my country music and make some chamomile tea and get in bed watch a show or two please let me know whether you enjoyed this episode i absolutely love reading your guys's feedback i read everything anyway i hope you guys are having an incredible day night morning wherever and whenever you're listening to this i hope hope you're having an amazing day and I love you.